This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Tonight, we're going to dive into the first eight episodes of Luke Cage, episode five of Cloak and Dagger, and we're going to have a fun chat about our favorite costumes from comics, movies, TV, and elsewhere. So be ready with your thoughts and share them with us in the chat. Marvel's TV Weekly starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin! Or woman, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt, back from Knoxville, and happy to be here with everyone. Uh, Carrie, Zia, and of course Amy did a great job in my absence, but uh, I was not going to be gone more than one week. I don't want to get Wally pipped. Sports fans, you go ahead and you you can explain in the chat. Uh, Mm -hmm. Alright, well I'll say it really fast. Uh, there's a player for the Yankees. His name was Wally Pip. He missed one day. And this kid filled in for him. His name is Joe DiMaggio. Wally Pip, oh. Wally Pip never started again. So uh, I'm always very hesitant uh, to, uh, you know, not miss any of my shows. But uh, you guys did a great job. I enjoyed it. And uh, I felt like, you know, I wouldn't have added anything. So uh, Aww, that's you. why I had to immediately Aww. come back Aww. and start dragging the show nah. back down. Anyway, uh, I am Christian Blatt, and uh, joined again by our, our special extended guest. She has a residency here on the show. So yeah, I like that. Hello. And uh, <laughs> Carrie Lane. What's up, everybody? Amy Cassandra Martinez. Hi. And in the chat, Anthony. Tony B. Tony. Hey, oh, I'm in the chat. I'm in the booth. He's I'm in the everywhere. <laughs> He's everywhere you want to be. Yep. Uh, all right, so the... the uh, Starting point is going to be first Cloak and Dagger. We're going to talk about episode five, and we'll start off with a, a comment from last week's show where, Zia, you feel like you're too old for this show. I do. I am almost twice your age, and I love this show, so there's something <laughs> wrong with me, probably, right? I don't think it's anything with you. I mean, you know. I just, I just think they're really, I, I think they're really good together. And yeah, look, you know, when there's a lot of like high school stuff going on, I'm like, should I be watching this? But I enjoy it. I really like them, and I like getting to see more and more of their powers. This week, did you still feel like, what am I watching this for? Or, uh, I, I like... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anytime she gets the, the little the little light dagger, though, I'm like, yeah, yeah, use it, use it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like getting <laughs> to see the powers. And you know what? It's, it's a good example of how, obviously, you know, look, 
women are faster to develop, and uh, Cook's yeah. a little slow with his powers. <laughs> Still has no idea how they work. And Pretty he's much. like, well, how am I here from the game with a basketball? I've like done this how many times? Yeah. Yes. yes. At some point, <laughs> he's going to figure it out. Uh, so uh, what are the takeaways of, of things you're enjoying with Cloak and Dagger in, in this week in particular, Zia? Things I'm enjoying. Okay, let's see. Um, I like that the boyfriend is in jail. The ex of Tandy's mm. boyfriend yeah. is in jail and starting. Yeah, and he's he's kind of angry at her. So I'm I'm hoping there's a little rivalry there. I like I like that we're getting started with that. Maybe there will be something, something there. Um, and yeah, I like <laughs> that uh, she started uh, robbing people in the locker room during the the during the big game or the pep rally. Or whatever uh, she was doing a specific one to get that uniform to get the insides to get the yeah. yeah. But she also took what was it? Just a, took a, a tablet yeah. or a laptop. That, that, that laptop yeah. did not help her cause. She just stole it for money. No, she used it. Well, okay then. Also, I guess it's all right to steal it. Oh no, but I mean, she didn't sell it to pawn it off. She oh, was yeah. using it. She, everything for she's her stealing research. right now is for, more for function rather than just like making money. All right. Well, my mistake. Apparently, <laughs> but she's, she's still stealing. stealing it. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say, she's yeah. still stealing. <laughs> yeah. She's stealing. Uh, Carrie, how are you feeling? Five uh, episodes into Cloak and Dagger. I'm liking this episode better, though there was so much shaky camera BS that I was so annoyed. I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. if you and I are sitting and talking, mm-hmm. my world is not. Doing this, but when he, um, when Tyrone goes and talks to the detective, the camera is like, Move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Being so much. I'm like, all right, fine, maybe because he's a little upset, so it's mood. I'm like, nope, there was a lot of moments in this episode that had the camera like moving around too much. I'm like, just stop it. Yeah. It was really annoying. But otherwise, plot wise, it was really interesting. I liked where the detective was going. Uh, I liked uh, the relationship with Tyrone and his girlfriend. Well, possibly girlfriend. Uh, so stuff like that. I was like, oh, good. We're, like, making progress. So now it's getting to the meat of stuff. So it's getting more intriguing rather than just, like, oh, nah, nah, stuff. And, yes, power's finally developing more, which was great. But the cinematography bothered me. Interesting, because uh, I think this isn't the first week you've mentioned it, and uh, I just don't notice it, and I Depends don't know what it, it is. And I, I don't know. I watch it on TV. Do you watch it on a tablet? Do you watch it? No, on I watch it on TV. But funny hmm. thing, when we go talk to about Luke Cage, I'll have. Okay, I'm liking that some... one better now. Okay, the next set of episodes. Interesting. Okay, but yeah. Uh, Amy, your overall thoughts? I, I still like it. Um, this was the first episode that I saw after you know watching the first four like, ah, back yes, to back. Yeah, to back you watch do you watch the first four like six years ago or something? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Before anyone else. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, it was nice. I I still I really want more of them together. Yes, like using their yes. their powers. Yes. So, but I understand they're taking their time with it, which I appreciate. You know, especially with Tandy laying out all the rocks on papers, and it's like yeah. they're not rushing through anything, which I like because if you rush through it. You're like, okay, we're here. We didn't earn it. 
So I like that, and I like that she throws Tyrone um, at that like event. Thing. She like tosses him. Oh more. yeah, so that oh, he can yeah. just there, go. To there was it. actually yeah. a split like second that. where I thought it didn't work. Yep. Me too. And then, Same. And then she just good. pushed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good Same. filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. And we all worry like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, you know, uh, Carrie, you were talking about the moment. You know, sort of the interaction Tyrone and his maybe girlfriend, uh, and. You know, he gave her his jacket, yes. and I need to ask since I have three ladies on the panel: Did that happen ever for any of you, or was that a big deal for friends of yours or anything? Because my school, that just wasn't a thing, and I, I, I've seen it on TV, but I've never actually witnessed that happen in real life and same. people being excited about it. Yeah, same. never seen it. Okay, no. uh, come on, you're from Texas, Amy. There yeah, had, that well, had I was to be going say, on. Things are slightly different in the South, but I think I did see it a few times, but it wasn't that big of a deal, and it wasn't like, oh my god, ah, like he proposed or something. But I was I was also on the pep squad and like the junior varsity of dance team. Of course, you were on the pep squad. I'm not surprised at all. Um, so the way that they did the the guys, you know, like walking yeah. out and everyone rooting for them, I was like, whoop! It's just like it. It's it's the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's really nice. Uh, so anyway, that that was just one of those thoughts that I had that yeah. uh, you know I just. Uh, but I, I like I like where we see things going. I like that. Uh, I liked Handy going around the party and just sort of like, you know, <laughs> checking the lightness on yeah. everyone. But yeah. the, the ear thing was kind of weird, though. Yeah. Oh, there are some times where she touched people and like, Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're <laughs> slowing it down for us, the viewers, but it probably was like, that. Yeah, it is you know, just tap and move because it is weird. It was almost like she or the gave, neck too? yeah, she almost like gave the guy a wet willy, like you know, put yeah. her finger right in the ear, you know. And then I don't know if that that like clouds that. what you actually see. Hands are great, arms are great, but neck, yeah. But I, I think they're slowing it down for the purpose of yeah. our viewing. What, I hope. What did you think about the other side of that? Uh, when Tyrone was, you know, bumping into the, literally anyone that, that he touched, that was cool. Uh, it was but cool, difficult but difficult to understand a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was like the one kid was getting beat up by his dad. The ref was obviously in for some money, and there were a couple that were confusing. Um, well, go ahead. Uh, what all of you thought of that before I uh, posit something? So, uh, did you think that was cool seeing Tyrone doing that? I liked it. Yeah, I think I liked Tandy's more. The way they well, showed it. Although the, her, so- hers are more fun. Oh, oh, but I totally called the. I'm like, he's going to go suck that guy for sure. Oh, oh. yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to wait, crawl in bag. That and I luck. said it. And then my husband's <laughs> like, no. And I'm like, it happened. I'm like, told you. Called it. <laughs> I like her face when she's like, oh. She's like, yeah, all right. She's like, all right. Yeah. And, okay. And, and yet he still reacted positively when she yes. touched him. So that'll tell you a lot about that. What were you going to say a second ago, Zia? I, uh, I stepped on something. No, that's okay. I actually forgot. Oh, I think I was just going to say that I actually liked the Tyrone moment. Just because it felt, it felt more natural. Now, my mm. question is that he obviously has some degree of control of it. I don't know if it's because of his intense emotions. But that doesn't happen when he touches his girlfriend. True. True. Yeah. So I don't know they if that, if that's if he's if he's happy and excited or whatever you know whatever happens to teenage boys when they're around <laughs> their girlfriends I don't who remember. Knows? Oh, who spent the night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and a great she point. had a like they had a scene where they did the jacket and it was just high schoolers. But I'm like, pump out the volume, man. Come on. <laughs> that made yeah. me that made me laugh. I was like, oh, I just just a, a bra, bra, but a bra. Yeah, it's a bralette. Let's give her a little bit of bra. You're right. A bralette. But yeah, but I, I guess like, oh, that's appropriate school. for 16, yeah. Um, <laughs> Go watch Pump Up the Volume. They do that scene way better. But um, then she's still there in the morning. I'm like, oh, I see what you did there, I'm, show. I'm going to question, though. Yeah. She seemed to understand why Tyrone didn't take the shot at the last second. Uh, you know, she said, like, yeah, I, I know what you did. I'm like, 
Well, no, you don't. Yeah, that was a little weird. Is it creepy how much she's paying attention? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. She's like, I, I pay attention to you. And I'm like, you really do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we had that discussion and we brought it up. And yeah. now that you're here, Christian, as a, if a lady was pursuing you that way, do you consider aggressive or is she just thorough? I feel Tyrone's a little dense that he would almost need a girl to be that, like, on it to be like, I like you. Yes. Otherwise, he'd be like, wait, what? what? Especially when I was that age, I needed that. You know? It was one of those things where, you know, I was like, well, all of her friends say that she likes me, but she's not acting like it, so they must be wrong. (laughs) You know? I'm like, I don't know why they're all telling me that, and they keep telling me. So, yeah, I can uh, can relate to Tyrone in in that. Uh, Oh, and then we also got to meet uh, Tyrone's brother's friend, who I wish I had the character name written down Uh, this way. Um, And then when you see him and everything's going good, you're like, oh, something bad's gonna... gonna, We're gonna get something Mm. bad out of that. That's... uh, That'll be interesting, though, to see how that plays out. Uh, And I guess, for me, the best revelation in the episode is the fact that uh, Detective O'Reilly is willing to really play the part to try and get the, you know, the cop that uh, shot Tyrone's brother. Yeah. Uh, You know, because, I mean, I don't know if she was pretending to do coke. Or she, she looked like she was snorting. Man, Those lines they, were they gone. snort a yeah. lot of drugs on this show, by the way. She did a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, this is totally me being nitpicky, but the way she snorted was slightly different than everyone else because she made that weird, like, noise that it was like, like, meep. Well, because she and was doing was coke weird. instead of snorting pills. Yeah, but the other guy different? that walked in, the other detective, he did it. And different it was sound. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's a pro, you know. She's and that, a she ate septum. I, I don't know. Okay, that's <laughs> from okay. too much. Coke. There we go. Well, <laughs> there we go. Nip Tuck made me scared of any form of drugs that way, and they're like, yeah, their Deviated nasal septum. passageway is like the size of a quarter. Ooh. I'm like, <gasps> no, yeah, that's uh, creepy. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Officer O'Reilly, there is actually a tie-in to Luke Cage, and I ah. had the thought when she talked about how she was a cop in Harlem. Ah, and I read this online. Uh, I did not find it myself. But uh, in episode eight of Luke Cage, which is the last one we'll talk about, If It Ain't Rough, It Ain't Right is the title. And during the episode, Misty is speaking with another detective about some of their former colleagues. She says, Callahan is in Maui and O'Reilly moved to New Orleans. So oh, it's just a very little... Uh, yeah, okay. and these are the sort of things that we love. And, you know, granted, like, different platforms, different networks, we're not going to have the big crossover, but I love stuff Name like that. Name drop is yeah, still great. That's that's great. So, I don't know. It's such a little thing. But I also find the character to be much more interesting the last couple episodes. Like, at first, I thought it was going to be kind of a, a one-note sort of thing, and she's... She's more interesting after this last episode. She, she's very empathetic to both <laughs> Tyrone and Tandy, yeah. and she wants to try and, you know, she understands the system she's up against, and probably only a cop that is coming from outside of New Orleans would be willing to try and do this. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's, she'd probably regret it, in all honesty. But uh, it makes uh, for for good good watching. Uh, let us know in the chat if there's any thoughts. Let, let me know, Carrie, if, uh, and let the audience know if there's anybody who's talking Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Everybody's been a little bit quiet, so yes, please talk about Cloak and Dagger. We do have a, I mean, we kind of said it maybe before, but we have a live chat on YouTube. Thank you very much for joining us. We have Ghost8386, Ivan Soto, Stardrew, uh, Ant Barrow, Ivan Soto, Zyzbilu, uh Kristen Jackson. The Usuals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. A lot of people are talking about seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
So we're They've talking about seen Cloak it already. And I know. No, they want to. No, being I know, excited. Amy. You saw it. Amy sees How everything. Because you, know? you told me the last time I saw you that you were going to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you on Tuesday, and you're like, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Because you're always seeing the movies early. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why next week's topic, I'll, I'll mention it again at the end of the show, but will be favorite team-ups. Mm. Uh, there may be a great team-up in the next batch of Luke Cage episodes, but also because of Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> gotcha. uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of Luke Cage, uh, we'll get over there in a moment, but uh, I think that there is a Luke Cage after show, and uh, there's a lot of there ways is. where you can find it. I believe Zia is on that panel. I am on the Luke Cage after show <laughs> panel. We do, on Thursdays, we tape from three to five. So we do two episodes at a time, two hours at a time. Oh, so cool. four episodes in two hours. Cover so a lot of stuff. The two episodes that are already out there, which you can find on YouTube, are the first four episodes. First four, And yes. then you'll do episodes five through eight. Yes. Okay, which is what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, But uh, Amy, please let people know how they can find that and some other great shows here at AfterBuzz. Well, hey, AfterBuzzers. Hi. Uh, Here at the network, we produce after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to to serve television fans. That's us. Uh, But now, we need your help. So we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels, so or more, so you can subscribe to multiple. Uh, besides helping us a ton, here's what is in it for you. It caters specific content you already like directly to you. It brings you your favorite after shows so you don't have to seek them out, and it suggests content from other channels or podcasts that might interest you. It's all about you guys. Um, so subscribing to our YouTube channels will also help you discover new shows we're sure you'll love. Since you already tuned into this after show, I mean this show called Marvel TV Weekly that, you know, we're on sci-fi, superheroes, and fantasy channel, uh, you might be interested in Luke Cage, which is what we just talked hey. about. Cloak and Dagger, which we also just talked about, but they go really in-depth. And then you said that you guys just wrapped up The Expanse. Yeah, you can watch the finale of The Expanse. We had Bobby Draper Skyping in. That's nice. I like it when people Skype at me because then it just gives you a whole nother point of view. Um, So obviously all nerds can unite on this channel. Uh, But remember, we also have channels for other genres too, so please don't be shy about subscribing to those either. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, don't worry, they're optional. So it's easy. So you just need to hit that subscribe button now for an even easier AfterBuzz experience. And if you let us know that you did in the comments right here down below, we'll shout you out on air. Uh, So thanks for being the best fans. We promise to continue to do our best to serve you. Thank you. And thank you, Amy. Oh, thank you. And uh, obviously, <laughs> yes, we don't go in as in-depth as the uh, specific show, after shows. But uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Luke Cage. Now, you ladies covered the first four episodes. Uh, and because I wasn't here, I'm going to oh, very no, we briefly... Oh, three. You the first three. Okay, and we're three, doing up yeah. through eight. All right, so you did oh, the first so we did three. Oh, five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, but uh, so that's what we're going to. There were just a couple things that, uh, some notes that I took. Uh, yes. I think it was in the first episode. Uh, D Dub says, just because you a woke superhero doesn't mean you got to be a broke superhero. And I'm like, man, that should be a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he should actually put that on one of the shirts. Uh, and there was a there was a very nice little night nurse song who which is Claire's character, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. And you guys uh, highlighted uh, something that I said about uh, something that I really liked, which was uh, saying to I guess it was to Shades that 
that pussy must be ridiculous. Uh, and <laughs> Their then, kissing, I must say, we've talked about kissing on other shows. The kissing yeah. between Shades and Mariah is like the most unsexy kissing ever. I have a theory on that that we'll talk oh, about later. Oh, yeah. There's, there, <laughs> yeah. During these next episodes, some of the kisses were better, but some were just like... That's I, my fiance and I, same thing we were watching. I, I we're get, like, what is this? I get the feeling that neither one of them enjoys it. That was my... Yeah. And, and That's I, and what I said. <laughs> I I still think that uh, Shades is playing some kind of long game. Yes, you know, I, I said that I, as well. I really, I, you know, because you're just like, you it know? Does, it's just <laughs> not natural. Sexy. Yeah, and yeah. as as, as the course of you know up through episode eight, and I have seen past episode eight, but uh, I I have sort of little descriptions in front of mm-hmm. me, so okay. I don't talk about things after. But as it goes on, you start to go like, no, he can't possibly, and then he shows up again, and you're like, really. Come there are on. times I keep the where thought. I go, sure, I buy it, and but I don't know. Just it's one of those like whoever directed them, I'd be like, yeah, we gotta do that again. A little more feeling, guys. What's yeah. with the weirdness? That's what I mean. Some scenes yeah. it's better, but other times it's really just painful to watch. Yes. Uh, I, so through these first eight episodes, let's sort of uh, go in overall. Uh, how do you ladies feel about Bushmaster? Uh, I think that Cottonmouth was amazing in the first part of season one. And then uh, they killed him off too early, and I just didn't like the second part of season one as well. I like, I like that this is a guy who, you know, can at least stand toe to toe with Luke Cage, beat him up one time, and then really hasn't uh, successfully done that yet because there's an explanation, and I like that. I don't like just uh, I'm tougher than you, and you're just gonna have to get your ass whooped every time. But what do you ladies think about uh, Bush Bushmaster as we've seen him through the first eight episodes? Zia, you first. Um, I really like him as a villain. I think that he's very vengeance driven, which is such a powerful emotion that he just hates the Stoke so much. Every time he brings up Mar- everyone, every t- anytime anyone says Mariah Dillard, he gets so Stokes. angry. Yes, <laughs> Stokes. Um, and I and I love that. So there's a lot of passion there, and there's a lot of hatred there, and I think that that personally makes an awesome villain um and he plays that role really well he's great at that also did you i didn't notice this somebody brought it up in the luke cage um after show and so i was really paying attention he has like these amazing gray eyes oh but are they really his? i don't know if they're really his i should have looked that up um but just in the show scenes where i was curious if they're really his eye color because it's one of those the pupil doesn't change which generally means it's context yeah i cannot verify I don't know. I should I should have looked that up. Oh, wait, let me go look him up on the, the MVP. Yeah. Uh, well, while you look that up, we'll we'll sort of leapfrog you yes. so you give you the chance. And what do you think about Bushmaster as a villain, Amy? I, when we first saw him, I was like, you're really scary. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. But now I'm like, okay. Like, there's there's step to him. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, I'm angry. Uh, which I appreciate. I also feel like he has such a good... Um, I don't know like the way he stands the way he just composes himself it's not composes himself but like yeah his like his posture is so yeah. like big that even if he doesn't take up that much room it's just like dang he's very powerful he's very mm. threatening and um are they gray those look like his eyes yeah that looks like he has wow. gray eyes yeah look at that they uh, look more green on the show uh i agree i wish they had gotten to his backstory sooner because i mean it's easier when we're binging it but you know if it takes me about i think it was like episode six or seven where they're like here's our backstory yeah, yeah, and why right. i'm being so horrible because that was every time he's like it's my birthright it's my birthright like, um, i don't care can we get to why it is please like i would have wanted that it's my birthright because 
da 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 like something. Give me something. I had to wait too long to get that, and so it was like, oh, okay. Like, it was a nice reveal when we finally get it, but that took a little too long for me. I do also like the fact that he's positioning himself. Like, he keeps saying, like, Luke Cage, I don't want to fight you. We want the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, obviously, that's a little bit disingenuous because of the methods in which, you know, the fact that he's willing to basically burn down all of Harlem just to get what he wants. Cut off a lot of heads. Yeah, a lot lot (laughs) of heads. That was so gross. Heads were all for Piranha. (laughs) Poor Piranha, but, you know... Not really the best guy. No, and, but I did for some uh, reason. He wasn't still feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it was about One of the him. lesser evils of those Yeah, guys. Yeah, of all the people who had their head cut off. And, you know, I think when he first hires Luke for his party, you're like, okay, he's kind of... He's- kind of a dick but then you're just like all right luke's really yeah going above and beyond and then unfortunately when luke is like all right dad you have to watch him you're like oh well now he's gonna die yeah why did you just leave him in the church i thought he was gonna be wearing his like classic comic suit when they're like you gotta wear this oh just because you've mentioned it and then i was like is that why he's so upset i'm like oh it's just just the hoodie i I actually thought that he might have had that on too but yeah he just wanted to have the hoodie yeah i know it's uh which i don't understand why luke was so upset about that. I mean, I get it. It's like an old hoodie that with gunshots in it, but it's still just a hoodie. Cross-plated. I thought it was going to be was, so much worse. That was kind of a, there were about two good meta jokes. One like making fun of cosplay, yeah, and then also it's my show. I was going to mention <laughs> oh, that actually. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because it's yes. like like how do you know that. sidekick? Yeah. yeah, that I'm not saying it's, it's my, my show. show, and I'm like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see that. I don't remember ever seeing that in any Marvel show, Breaking the Third Wall, mm-hmm. or the Fourth Wall. That's a Fourth Wall, right? Fourth wall. Yeah. yeah. Breaking the Fourth Wall. Marvel. Yeah, and yeah. I, look, I, I think it's a, it can be very funny when it's done, and they must have just felt like, oh, it's so funny if he says it. But it it, it took me out of it for a minute because I'm like, wait, did he just really say that? And it was a, it was funny in the moment. I think that that's what they must have ultimately decided. But uh, yeah, that was in my notes that he's like, it's my show. And like, yeah, I guess it is. It works, but it's really true. Uh, not superhero the same way, but in the Sense8 finale, they had a moment where they had like a couple of one. There, somebody had always get shot. He's like, why am I always the one to get shot? <laughs> and then someone's like, I really wanted an epic like uh, planning sequence. And then they have an epic planning sequence. So they had at least a couple of those. And you're like, okay, that's kind of funny. But it's one of those. I enjoy They've it. been around long enough. They're like, yeah, you can make a joke. Yeah. Why and not? if it's just yeah. one or two that yeah, they like quickly throw in there, yeah, I don't mind that because you're right. It's just a funny moment. Yeah. At any point during these eight episodes, um, have any of you ladies or anyone in the chat found themselves feeling bad for Mariah? Because I have not. No. Even, even when her house is on fire, uh, even nope. her daughter not liking her and not talking, you know, there's no moment where I'm like, oh, that's a bit much. You know, like, oh, poor Mariah. I, I still, you know, I, I, I still I still don't feel bad for her. Let's put it that way. I don't feel bad for her, but the child suffering for the crimes of the parent is a little rough. Because Bushmaster's like, well, your father did it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, is her grandfather, by grandfather. the way. Grandfather. Yeah. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's Mama Mabel's husband, yeah. But so. it doesn't stop the insane amount of horrible things she did without That's caring. True. She's done tons, so it doesn't and it make up for it at really all. it really drives me crazy that she keeps talking about family first and her daughter's the only one she has left when she didn't talk to her for 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and also... Now, she killed her cousin. She, yeah, she killed her so cousin. So family that's first. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. not really family first. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, so. yeah, she's done too much. I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't yeah. feel bad for her at all. Even though they are very much, they're do, and they're doing a good job of humanizing her, but she mm-hmm. plays such a great 
just hateful character. You just yeah. yeah. She does a great job of that, really. When it's nice to see her just kind of crumble. Yeah, yes. I love it. There it's everything. Lo- there yeah. are a lot of moments <laughs> where another character you would feel bad for. You yeah. know, like being almost burned alive. You know, I'm but- so sorry. The chat room apparently froze on here. Yeah, so oh, it was no. stuck. So we were like, scroll down. I'm like, no, it got stuck. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to go back and read some. Of these. Oh wow. But, yeah. Refresh. Oh, oh you're cool. refreshing. Okay, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, thank you very much for chiming in. Uh, yeah. So, we'll uh, one of that. the things that uh, you ladies talked about last week uh, that has stood out for me was the uh, the moment when uh, Misty and Colleen uh, tore up yes. that bar room, and mm-hmm. I also awesome. love the fact that Colleen just kind of sat there and let you know Misty's like going to be able to handle it until she's not able to handle it, and then I'll help her out. Uh, how are we feeling about uh, Misty's new arm? Which love it. We all knew it was coming. Yes. Love it. Yep. I'm glad they finally got to that because it was another one too. It's like we know it's coming. Can we get there, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, I think that uh, you know, I don't know if she's going to get it like all tricked out, but I think she's starting to figure out what to do with it. Like, there's even moments where she's like, "Oh wow, I can really hit things much harder with this." Go yeah. figure. So when, when she was in the um, the mirrored the other mirrored side of the room and she punched the whatever that silver thing was and it went crumpling in she was like oh hey and then there was a couple of fight scenes where she punched some people and they flew backwards mm-hmm. yeah it's very full metal alchemist I, she has her arm yeah <laughs> which i was like oh that's gonna be so useful for her yes absolutely and that so uh nice. throughout these first uh, eight episodes are there any other overall you know big moments that uh, any of you want to share amy you seem to have yeah. something yes well, you know, still touching on Misty, uh, Misty and Luke fighting at the same time, kind of together, but yeah. separately, and him just kind of standing back and watching oh, her. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's yeah. I, ugh. Yes, I uh, love that. I enjoyed that. This is very interesting from the chat. Ghost8386 says, people online are calling Bushmaster the Netflix Killmonger. Sure. Ooh, okay. uh, I, found, I found Killmonger to be sort of starting from a point you really agreed with a lot of what Killmonger was thinking just right up until a certain point. I think that with Bushmaster, he, you meet him and he's already killed everybody. You know what I mean? So like Killmonger gets up to a point and you're like, Oh no, man, you kind of had me. You, you, what you were saying made sense up until, but uh, I mean, I think in terms of great villain, yes, I I think that uh, look, it's tough to compare him to Cottonmouth because Cottonmouth got killed early yeah. on in the first season. So uh, I think he's a, he's a great foil for Luke Cage. And I don't know how the season ends, so I hope that mm. maybe we get to see him at the end. Has anybody seen past episode eight? No. Uh, well, then I have a couple other quick comments yeah. about him. Chris, uh, Chris, Chris, I don't know if it's Christian Jackson says, he was very sympathetic referring to Bushmaster. And then uh, kind of what you were saying, Christian, uh, Seb Ross says, he and Killmonger are very similar. They're both people who are in the right insofar as their goals, but their methods make it impossible to side with them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The, the, uh, Bushmaster yeah. was definitely wronged, and you know his. I think his his uncle sort of has a better, uh, you know, a better yes. approach. Is like, look, you're entitled to it, and you're just you're consumed by this. And by the way, the nightshade and, is doing something to your head, so you probably don't want to use it so much. And nobody's feeling for Mariah. They're like, no, no. Nope. I didn't okay. think so, <laughs> but I'd love to hear somebody say that they did. You know, they're uh, like. Uh, Rory uh, Fansler says, "I felt sorry her sorry for her once in a brief moment. What was that moment? I yeah, let's know what that, know was. What that yeah, moment please. was. <laughs> Maybe like the fact yeah. that she was about to be burned alive. Yeah, oh, like, but it's in a later episode, so I think oh, it's something okay. Like, oh, okay. Right. okay. Okay. Thank you. So not that, saying yeah. yes. 
Uh, all right, so then episode eight ends with uh, a moment that, uh, for people who know me, know I was very excited because <laughs> Luke tells Misty to call Danny for help. Yes. And uh, maybe, <laughs> look, I've seen through episode 10, so I know that we may or may not see Danny, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, what I will say is that episode nine is uh, is great in terms of acting and uh, character work. So uh, we will uh, see some good stuff. And we will talk about the rest of the season next week on this show. We have a lot to talk about next week because we'll have episode 6 of Cloak and Dagger, a little bit of Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and then also the remaining episodes of Luke Cage season 2. What's over there? Uh, not the chat, but something I was going to mention sure. earlier. So I would say 1 through 4 of Luke Cage were very slowly paced. Uh, episodes five through eight. I love the cinematography so much more. And because one through four had these weird, like, really awkward close ups on people that just felt odd. Uh, there were some cool shots here and there, but overall, I, I like the direction and then cinematography of these later episodes because it made it so much more engaging of a show. And it's just kind of interesting because, you know, every episode generally has a different director and cinematographer, but how like the first four to me were like eh, you know and then the next ones I was like oh, okay now it's picking up now I'm interested I, I definitely think that the, the look of the show is is great and uh, I, to the point you're making is that yeah the first four it was I watched those I think in almost like a sitting so it mm-hmm. helped but yeah there, there was a lot more deliberate it was just like just get to the stuff that we that we yeah. can see coming mm-hmm. but uh, let us know what you think in the chat uh, so there was a brief reference a moment ago to Luke having the uh, the sweatshirt the hoodie that's mm-hmm. basically his costume in this version of Luke Cage and there was a conversation last week about an episode four of Cloak and Dagger where Tyrone actually has the cloak, the cloak cloak that we get to see. So that inspired me to have this uh, little conversation here in our final few minutes about our favorite costumes. And so this can be from comics, from movies and TV. The only ground rule was that we each had to at least pick one from television. And uh, so... I will go with my first one, which, if I remember correctly, <laughs> uh, is indeed from it's the Daredevil season two picture of the Punisher because he didn't really wear the skull in his own series and also looked a little different. Like the Punisher series starts, he's setting it on fire. I'm like, no, that's that's what I like, and I. I I really liked season one of The Punisher, but I, I loved him so much with Daredevil, and I think that I probably connect the two of those together uh, in some way. But uh, that's definitely my number three. Zia, what was yours? I had to go with Spider Gwen. I was just pulling a new one because I was looking for inspiration. And I was like, oh, I first of all, I love that it has a hood. <laughs> yeah, to me that's amazing. I know very little about the character except that obviously she's Gwen Stacy or a clone of Gwen Stacy or some variation of that. And so obviously you can't actually have your superhero name be Spider-Gwen, but everybody calls her Spider-Gwen. Spider and I do like that she has a hood. I don't know why she has and a hood. And that it's black and white. No, it doesn't... Yeah. It, I don't know either, but I just... I love it. It's I love the look of it. black and white. There's so much pink when black people do it. There's a lot of There's a lot of pink. That's true. For the black I've and white one. I've seen that. Mm. Uh, Carrie, your number three. Uh, I'm going to go with Rogue from X-Men, the... 
younger series. Oh, so this one. is uh, X Men Evolution, yes, correct? Thank yeah, you. X Men Evolution. You know, so. our our friend Michael Shirley, who he was really on this liked panel, that one. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't like Anna Paquin as Rogue, who I always thought was good because oh, they I didn't like her. they decided to have a younger Rogue. Yeah, you know, younger than we're used to having her. Yeah. So I I thought that she played that well, but I guess I'm in the minority. Uh, this is a cool look, and it looks I think very you ladies actually legit practical like a normal teenager could wear this. You yeah. ladies were saying that you actually yeah, would have worn this to high that. school. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and <laughs> waited for Tyrone to put his jacket around that over um, it or something? I don't of know. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Amy, what was your number three? Um, my number three was from comics, so it's Thanos in Thanos Quest. Just because it's so freaking epic. I mean, and... and it's a pretty epic look, outfit. Yeah. Look at... Uh, and there's his smile. Terrifying. <laughs> well, he's so happy, you know? <laughs> I know. I love it. And especially translating that to Infinity War. Yeah. Obviously the movie. Um, it was just nice. Nice to see those. Uh, Anthony, do you want to give them? You want to go take your turn, or you want to do all yours at once? Is it easier for you? Um, I could, yeah, I could go through all of them. Okay. You, so, do you want to just give us number three right now, and then then I'll do my number two, and we'll move on? Yeah, or? sure. Okay. Uh, so, I'll just give you all of them right now. No, let's just get your number three. Oh, right my now. number three. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this comes from Luke Cage. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I just yeah. feel like this is the most proper for me because it's the most like comic booky out of all of them. Because it's just so ridiculous. Because he doesn't need any armor like Daredevil, no. really, you know? Like, yeah. Daredevil's no. yeah. still pretty practical with, like, padding and everything. But this is just so ridiculous that I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need those bracelets. He doesn't need the headband. Yeah. But that's what he looked like in the comics. Exactly. Least, you know, the, the classic iteration of the character. It's good they did a nod to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that one was pretty proper. And then the one after that... Um, this is from the film, one of uh, I think one of the best. Yeah. Uh, Mar- oh, MCU. the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah the Winter so, Soldier. So that's your number two. That's my number two. All right, now hang on. Let's not get to number ones. We'll all do our number ones together. So I'll do my number two now. You got it. Uh, which is the brown Wolverine costume, not that yellow one with the stripes <laughs> that I hate so much. This awesome Wolverine costume. That is a, a uh, uncluttered Ooh, image wet. from Uncanny X-Men 207. It does look a little red. He's it's got the red belt. It yeah. is it's brown and yellow, but it's not uh, it's not the one that you see like on yeah. the the animated series. It's not I the hate blue that and one. yellow. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I like. Uh, Zia, what's your number 2? I went with uh, Black Widow. I went mm-hmm. both with the comics and the movie. I yeah. I like them both. The comics are definitely more sensual and a lot more revealing. Um, and the Movie one is a little bit more practical, but I do really love them both. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. There's a there's a great stretch where uh, her uh, Black Widow and Daredevil are an item, but they're also a, a crime fighter. And that book, the Daredevil series, was called Daredevil and Black Widow for a while. Yes. Uh, so that's I think that's uh, very early eighties. So it's a it's it's worth a read. I, I think that. They worked really well together, and it's, of course, something we'll never see on the screen. Carrie, what's your number two? Uh, actually, right before I get to mine, uh, Rory Fansler in the chat says, yes, best Wolverine costume. So agree with you. you. <laughs> uh, and then a couple other interesting ones, too. We have uh, also Rory says, Ghost Rider in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <gasps> yeah. Oh. I could have definitely. I did I, like that one, too. I'm, I'm yeah. just mad at myself for not yeah. even thinking of that for my TV one. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Soto said, Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did like the uh, uniforms that Agents Okay, I mean it, it's they're it's, not super exciting. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like functional. the X Men uniforms in the movies. You know, yeah, it's just it's just, it's very simple, but uh, it looks good on her for sure. Uh, Silver and Sable in the Venom verse. 
Okay. Said, Silver Sable in the Venomverse. Okay. Ink and TV agrees with you, Anthony. And then uh, Ghost eighty three eighty six. My favorite costume was Gravi- Graviton Agents of Shield season five. And I'm like, wait, was that? His? No, I <laughs> don't like his outfit. His outfit looks so silly. It, I liked it, his hair. His oh, he had cool hair. His, but hair his outfit was, cool. was like, oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was. Yeah. Sometimes the the comic book style costumes don't translate well. This to the is screen. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, my second one. I'm like, what was I saying? Um, I took so a picture. I was blanking now. So you did uh, you did Rogue already? Yes. And I know. Oh, Daredevil. I was t- um, because I was agreeing with somebody else who's going to mention it too. Uh, I liked when he goes from the just regular clothes and gets like. A functional suit, and this was a good example of like a comic book to a real life functional suit. Like had padding, it had move, had he could move in it. So I was like, oh, cool! Like this, I could buy as a super suit. The funny thing (laughs) about his initial costume before he has the daredevil suit, sort of that you know the little I don't know the bandana over his head. Yeah. That's actually what Iron Fist's costume is like. It's yellow, but it's mm-hmm. like that style, like his comic oh, book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. so I always thought that uh, it was interesting because uh, Danny doesn't even come close to wearing that. The only thing, he comes yeah. close to wearing like the green robe at one point towards yeah. the end of season one. But uh, I, so I just think it's kind of an interesting uh, interesting style that It'd he has. It'd be so funny if there's like some random episode of Iron Fist where Matt just gives him like the top piece of his bandana. He's like, you need this. He's like, <laughs> here, here you, you need a mask. <laughs> Stop telling everyone you're the Iron Fist. Well, <laughs> anybody who will listen. Uh, and then, Amy, you're number two. I, I feel like it was just said. Yeah. It, it is yeah, also. But what same. do you like so much about uh, the Daredevil costume for from the TV series? I just think it looks so cool, and also, like, I would wear that. I would totally <laughs> wear that cosplay as Daredevil, and it just, like, obviously, it looks kind of warm, <laughs> but it looks like you can, like you said, move in it, but you can really punch people. Yeah, I think so, that like, this is this is a great suit. Obviously, the classic Daredevil costume from the comics, which is red, and he looks like a devil, is, is pretty great. Oh, yeah, there's a... We do have an image of that, because we actually have... With Black Widow, I think you'll actually see it right oh, there. Look at that. So look at that. There they are oh. with, uh, yeah. Death yes. is a Black Widow, and there he is. Now, when Daredevil first premiered, he had a yellow and black costume, which I've already gone on record about how I don't like it. I think I remember that that one. they were afraid. Yeah, Anthony, if you can just find that really fast while while I, I talk about it, we'll just show people. I believe they were afraid that uh, you know. Satan worshippers, devils, and all this stuff, especially in the early '60s. So they they gave him a costume that it just didn't make sense for a character named Daredevil. And yeah. at some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Stan Lee was just like, no, yeah, there he is. Oh, that looks there no. he is. It's, no. it, it's not you know, it's not a great costume. It's to not yellow. scary. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be scared of that man. No, you just in a dark street. Yeah. Also, with the darker red, it makes him blend into the shadows. Yeah. Instead yeah. of yellow, that's like one, not Marvel, but I have a friend who does um, stand-up comedy and makes a point that Robin has like a neon outfit, essentially. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Batman's in all black. So I'm like, yes, there's some function to suits that make sense. So Otherwise, you're like, why? when Dick Grayson graduates from being Robin and he has the Nightwing costume, yes. it's all black, which yeah. is actually a great costume. That makes more sense. But... Yes. We don't talk about yes. that on here. So it's not in the ranking. Uh, all right, uh, Anthony, uh, would you like to give your number one now? Or, yes, I would. All right, what is yours? I'm going to take yes. a, gamble. Yes. a little gamble on this one. Uh, it's you know, Gambit. 
And we were talking uh, earlier uh, before we started that uh, turn of events, that. turn of yeah. events in the comic books. You know, uh, Kitty Pride and Colossus were supposed to get married. Spoiler alert for people who might be reading comics, but uh, I feel like if if you do read comics, you know that they didn't get married. But Rogue and Gambit did get married, and they're going to be starring in a new series, a new comic book series right. called Mr. and Mrs. X. That's correct. And we're all ready for a TV or yes. animated version yes, of that. Yes, make it, please. I think we, we can all agree <laughs> on that. Uh, anyway, yeah, the Gambit look, there are there, I, there's some issues with the character I have. I do love that he's Cajun from New Orleans because it, was, it made him very unique. Um, I always found Gambit to be a lot more style than substance, but we're just talking about style, so that's yeah. all that matters. Yep. Because he looks really cool. Uh, for me, my number one, and it's the shirt that I'm wearing, is uh, Spider-Man's black costume. I love the blue and red Spider-Man costume. It's great, but there's just something that I... This is right when I was first reading comics, too. I just love the black costume. And, you know, it goes on and becomes Venom and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's a great look. And again, it's very practical for somebody who is creeping around in the shadows. Except for the bright night. white on his chest. That's all right. Still. It's at least it's yeah. at least doesn't uh, at least stand out quite as much. Faded. So that's right. my Just number clear. one. Also, what were you going to say, Anthony? Also in this co- in the comics, because um, I I've been re-wa- I've been watching the uh, the Disney's Marvel uh, the Marvel yeah. Spider Man. And uh, it's a, so it's a symbiote that just goes on him, like he just mm-hmm. activates yeah. the suit. Is that how it is? In yeah, the that's how well? it is in the comics. Okay. Uh, and he, he, it sh- he. So all the superheroes end up on this place called Beyonder World to fight all the villains, basically. And mm. he ends up finding the symbiote in this other world, and then he starts to realize that the symbiote will uh, go out web-swinging at night while Peter's sleeping and uh, actually starting to take over. So uh, he has to go visit Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four and get it removed. But uh, then he has sort of an imitation version of it. But then that symbiote becomes Venom. So uh, it's actually, yeah, so that's uh, fairly faithful. And we'll talk more about uh, the Marvel Spider-Man animated series uh, in, in a few weeks. I've watched a couple of those, and uh, yeah. I, it's it's all right. It, it definitely feels like it's for kids. I, started, so. I, I definitely started uh, watching it as well because of uh, what I told you last yeah. time. Um, I, I saw the first two episodes of the second season, and I went back and started watching it from the start. Um, I got to say, it's a lot more enjoyable than the previous season because the other season just had way too many jokes and cutaways. Like Family Guy, guy style. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like wow. really, really bad cutaways. I thought, although they're pretty fun because he incorporates other random characters in there. Like there was Spider Pig, and it has more characters, wow. and it's more of like an ensemble show because you do get like. Uh, and by the way, and by Spider Pig, are you talking about Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham? Yeah, I believe yeah. he gets okay. turned. He gets <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. He yeah. gets turned into a, a pig by by Loki, I believe. Uh, Amy is making a face where she is uh, really confused. And have you not seen I, this image? I, I feel like I'm going to need you to find yes. Anthony. Yeah, I need you to type in pig. Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham. You have to type <laughs> in all those amazing. words to make sure we get the right look. Uh, yeah, Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham, uh, was sort of a, a one-off gag and in in something called "What If," and then he actually got his own spider ham comic and the one that you're about to bring up is is it's great because it's this like iconic image from amazing spider-man number 50 when he decides he doesn't want to be spider-man anymore but uh there he is peter parker the spectacular spider ham 
So it's supposed to be funny, right? It's a, it's a, it's like a joke character. So you have to, you have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But uh, I don't know. It's something that I like. He, you know, I I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him honorable mention <laughs> because he has such a cool Spider Ham costume. Uh, all right, Zia, your number one. Oh, my number one was Rogue from the X Men animated series. Nineties. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that look for Rogue. Uh, there, you know, she's had a lot of different looks over the years. But this '90s Jim mm-hmm. Lee era yes. rogue is kind hair. of that yellow and yeah. green. I know, I was like, you can't, you can't beat that hair. That the hair, so, cool. so much hair. volume. The uh, and you know the the white stripe in her hair was really small when we first meet the character, and then it just sort of kind of I don't know. It just takes this on a life is of like its own. My more favorite with the white, where I've seen ones where it's like a weird circle patch. I've seen it where mm-hmm. it's like a mohawk. I like this where it's kind of like the bangs and a little bit of layers on yeah. top. There you go. Yeah. yeah, it's a far cry from Anthony. I know I'm putting you to work tonight, but can you uh, get <laughs> the can you get stripes. can you get the cover for Uncanny X Men number one seventy one? This is the issue where Rogue joins the X Men, and you'll see she had uh, very short hair at this point. And uh, this was a look that she had when she was basically considered a, a villain for a long time because she really oh, did a number on, on Ms. Marvel. Oh, I and see. she oh, wow. would fight Dazzler. And, you know, so, oh, yeah, there she cute. is. And obviously, as they say in the uh, cigarette ad, you come a long way, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of, it's sort of an interesting little uh, evolution there. And look, uh, up there in the uh, upper right, there's one of the many bad Kitty Pride costumes. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for Kitty. That that wasn't a, a good one. Uh, so anyway, but we have the good rogue is your number one, Zia. And, good rogue. And, <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, Carrie, your number one. Uh, we're going to also give another shout out to Spider-Man. Not I... Spider-Ham? No. Oh, no. What? Yeah, but what if John right. Ham played Spider-Ham? That would be, I think he would have a good sense of humor about that. Maybe. Um, I really liked how I was a little bit apprehensive with the new Spider-Man with Homecoming. Because I'm like, because uh, the last set of them, you're like, eh. Hit so and miss. There's do, both. You're talking about the movies or do you... Or Sorry, the, the suit. movies. Okay, so... And but the, the suit within the, su- the movie. The suit in the Andrew Garfield movies. Did you like that suit? I actually didn't see that one. You didn't see either Because I was like, no, yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's, now, I'm normally a fan that I would have watched it anyway. There's, but there's some there's some great uh, some great Gwen Stacy in those movies. Okay. That's, oh. It's hard to it's hard to. I know people don't love those movies. I actually really liked both of them. I liked them Wait, as which well. Which one is it? Uh, is it Homecoming? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, uh, yeah That's the suit I like. Because so in this one, I liked how they kind of spruced up the image we already know and love. Um, like you can see right now, the couple extra lines on like his shoulders and arms, and. I like how the different iterations he makes it, and then, because this blends into when he gets the suit from Iron Man, and it has all the special gadgets, that's when you go, oh, okay, this is a really cool suit, which leads into also what he can do in Infinity War. Right, so your sort of, like, number 1A is also the Iron Spider suit. Yes, because that Uh, was so cool when he's on the ship, and then it's like, legs! Yeah. Oh, I'm safe. That was pretty cool. I I like... That that was introduced as well. You know what, Peter? You're going up into space. You're going to need it. Yes. And it's not going to be like his everyday suit. You yeah. Know, in in the next uh, in the next Spider-Man. Movie. Which it's it's kind of like similar to Iron Man. He has different functional suits yeah. of different purposes. Yeah. And you know what? Shout out to Karen, the the voice in his suit in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Uh, all right, and Amy, you're number one. You are number one. But what is your number oh, one? Thank you. <laughs> what is your number one? Freaking Black Panther. Yeah. In Black Panther. It's, it's, you know, I did consider that. 
It's uh, perfect. That suit is yes. pretty amazing the, yes. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it does so much. And Shuri, you know, obviously shows him everything it can do. And it's it's gorgeous. It's, oh, yeah, easily I, my number one. Pleasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What? What's the matter? Nothing. You what? Say it. I just think it's a little too plain for me. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's very it's very it's cool the things classy. that it does. Yeah, it's what it does, what it looks like, who's wearing it, what he can do in it, and the fact that like you don't hides. need weird colors. And by on the way, it. I'm uh, with the all black. Th- this, exactly. What I will say though, this, this is, is an image where we don't see the mask. So. I know. Well, yeah. I, well, I you wanted to you wanted to see how Chadwick Boseman was doing. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, like I wanted to see him. It's cool. I get it. The man behind the mask. Yeah. Equally as important as the suit, the costume. I don't disagree. It's a costume that can like retract into a necklace, which How is super cool. Never have to go change. Just imagine if we could all have necklaces that are just like, like oh, I mean, this is what I'm going to wear today. Who yeah. says that I would don't? Be amazing. Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't know. That's hey. a great question. Uh, are there any uh, costumes from the chat? We only have a, another uh, minute or so, see. but I wanted to uh, give a chance for. The fans out there to share their thoughts. Ghost eighty three eighty six says, "I like Sentry in blue Marvel costume." So Sentry, I believe, unless I'm wrong. Uh, well, say some other ones because I I think I am wrong actually. Uh, those everybody kind of said some of the early I'm ones. I'm gonna throw a quick curveball here. Do it. <laughs> so this is actually from I'm not, I don't know if this is actually from the Spider Verse anywhere in the comic books. Maybe you can tell me, Chris. But this is uh, from Shattered Dimensions, the video game. And I always Ooh. loved it um, the first time I saw it, and it's like wow. Spider-Man Noir. That's like Spider-Man. That's like Spider-Man as the that Shadow. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty much like a. It's a game where you go into different dimensions. One of the dimensions you go into is like a noir world where hmm. everything's black and white, and uh, you get the character of Spider-Man Noir. Uh, by the way, Sentry is not the character I was thinking of, but uh, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool suit, and uh, you know, sort of a. Sort of a, I guess, uh, an, an Avengers uh, character that I honestly am not familiar with. Uh, I'm glad I didn't uh, pretend that I knew who it was because I was wrong about who that was. Uh, but this, uh, yeah, this like Shadow Spider-Man is actually kind of a cool look. Uh, it's reminiscent of when the Thing tries to be incognito, he'll wear a giant <laughs> hat right. and a yeah. trench coat. Yeah. And it's before. just like... Okay, we, there's this huge, massive <laughs> creature walking down the street. I'm pretty sure. Always smoking a cigar back in the day, by the way. It's before we knew how bad cigarettes were. Uh, but, oh. uh, that, yeah, so it reminds me of Ben Grimm. Yes. I, I like how they describe this. Rory Fansler says, Dr. Strange costume, but the traditional, not the hippie one. The yeah, hippie no, one. the traditional, I mean, that, you know, and they do a great job in the movie and then also in Infinity War, you know, just what mm. what the... The cloak, the robe does. You know, yes. I just I love that it, it's a character in and of itself. That's a I, good one where it's, it's a really comic cool bookie look. that yeah. works in the real yeah. world that doesn't look stupid. Yeah. One that I, I go oh, ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say one that I came across that I, I actually haven't read them, so I didn't choose it. But I, when I was looking at stuff, I was like, oh, this is cool. There's an X Force Deadpool costume mm-hmm. that's all black. It's like a. It's all black, and I think there's a little bit of white on. You there. can find a number of variations of the cool. of the Deadpool costume. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Just go to a convention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Last year at Comic Con, someone dressed up as Doctor Strange, and he had the robe like right yeah. next to him oh floating. Oh my god, I remember oh, that. That's yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said cool. the. Uh, it's Rob Ross, the painter. No, who's Rob the? Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. Some Bob, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Um, somebody did the Deadpool. Bob Ross. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. that's right. I, I, that was I've, funny. Yes. I think I've seen an image of that. 
Uh, by the way, Comic Con's coming up, isn't it? And it's in like two-ish weeks. Two weeks. weeks. This yeah. Saturday night weekend is Anime Expo. Saturday yeah, days. so we'll have uh, there are going to be some good panels there that I think yes. uh, we'll have some things to talk about on this show. But next week we'll be able to talk about the. You know, we're all going to finish Luke Cage season two. I think that uh, yeah, hopefully. We, all right. Well, we're yeah, going to talk about it with spoilers, yes. so <laughs> they just keep that in mind. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We'll be six episodes in in Cloak How many episodes is the season? Do we know? I'm always bad with this stuff. I don't know. I feel like I they would get now. 13 episodes, you know? Yeah, I and feel like it's not too long. Yeah, so, but I, mean, I feel like, the, the reason I say that is I feel like we're about the halfway point, you know, in the in the series. Which, for the amount of things that's happened... To Carrie's point, only might 10. be might be a little. There's only ten episodes. All right, wow, so we are now exactly at the halfway, halfway point. Oh boy! I would love to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I'll be at Anime Expo, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm watching it on Saturday. I got tickets. I'm excited. I, I'm I'm hoping to see it on Friday, and Amy's already seen it. And uh, Amy, one word. Did you? Ooh, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs word. down. Wait, That's one not even word, a word and. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs Yay! up. Yay! All right. And well, that'd be great. a big smile. Yes. All right. Like, All go right. see it. But All right. Go see it, and we'll talk about it then. Amy's yeah. always seen yeah. everything before the rest of us. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much to everybody that was in the chat, and yes. thank you, Anthony, for all the heavy lifting and just calling out things, and you found them all. We really no appreciate problem. it. Yeah. Anytime. And uh, also, we will be back next Sunday at 10 Pacific. And obviously, if you are on the East Coast, you can always watch the archive on YouTube. You can also find us on iTunes. Uh, but until next week, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at ChristianDMZ. And Zia, don't look for her on Twitter, but where are you on Insta- Instagram? I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Zia underscore land. It's uh, spelled X-I-A underscore L-A-N-D. And Carrie Lane, where do people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And Amy. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M-T-Z. And Anthony in the booth at Tony B. Tony underscore. Anyway, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, tuning in and for joining us in the chat. We will see you next week. Until then, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.